Ian Ohan is the founder and CEO of Crush Brands, a hospitality group originated in Dubai and best known for its popular Freedom Pizza chain. Ian joins the podcast to talk about how Freedom Pizza has grown over the years and some of the new concepts such as wildfire and poke. Future plans as well are discussed, for example, the impact of technology in the food industry. Welcome to Dubai Works, the business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Love and Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love and Dubai, Love and Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to Dubai Works Business Podcast. So Freedom Pizza is a really popular brand around Dubai that everyone knows and loves, and you're the founder of that. Can you tell us how you got there? So Freedom started, well, I've been in Dubai for 20 years, um, and I've been, uh, my previous business uh, sort of led to Freedom and gave me the freedom to uh, <laughs> set up my, uh, my new business, which was, you know, so my previous business we sold in, at the end of 2006, um, I had to stay with them for three years. So when I finished with my tenure, um, I wanted to do something different. And at the time I wanted, you know, my first daughter was born, so I wanted to do something healthier that was more meaningful. Um, and the idea of a healthier fast food chain became very uh, attractive. To me. Amazing. So you've always been an entrepreneur? Uh, not always been an entrepreneur. I was. Uh, I think I was an entrepreneur at heart, um, but it took me a while to have the courage to yeah. do it. So I. Uh, um, it was just after I, w- I was pretty much a career guy my whole life. So I worked for you know KPMG, Arthur Anderson, you know all the big sort of uh, firms, and you know had this sort of proper career. Um, but so consultancy across industry. Yeah, the and oh, like it that. was also I was in hospitality and real estate, but okay. um, and finance. But it was, uh, yeah, it was basically in consultancy yeah. and, and brokerage and things like that. So. Why pizza and how did that start? Was it, you know, a, lifestyle, a food brand, but was it particularly pizza? So it wasn't particularly pizza. I like the idea, you know, being in business previously, I like the, and, and I have a food and beverage background, but I like the idea, which was more in fine dining, but I like the idea of creating something that's very scalable. So the idea of combining food and beverage with scale, you know, that business with scalability was very interesting to me and mm. fast food seemed like the right place to be. You know, uh, just touching on that, many people, and we see lots of fast foods chain businesses out of the US, and there aren't as many that we might know as has some names out of the Middle East, especially going back a decade or so. Uh, is, do you think that that's a challenge for entrepreneurs here? Uh, do you think, you know, what you were doing is a bit kind of going into the unknown and creating a, a fast food brand here? I don't think so, because Dubai is the crossroads of the world, you know, um, so I think, you know, and and we are largely a product, you know, we're part of the DNA of this country. You know, this is such an entrepreneurial country. So that spirit lives in us because this is such a dynamic economy. It's entrepreneurial. It's very pro-business. Today, I think Dubai is positioned as the crossroads of the world. And, you know, the and it has great talent. It has a great entrepreneurial ecosystem. And it's a great place to, to start a business. Okay, so so Crush is um, the it's, it's it's the future of our company, and it, it's something that we've just re- recently introduced because we now have three brands plus an IT company. We just launched Wildflower Poke. We opened the first one. The second one will open in August. Um, and what, what sort of concept is that? So Wildflower Poke is a healthier. Uh, it's actually called Wildflower Poke and more. It eventually, we'll KFC it, and it'll just be Wildflower. But we wanted to <laughs> emphasize the fact that it's more than just poke bowls. Yeah. Um, so it's healthy, and and for people who don't know poke. Is uh, it's basically a Hawaiian dish 
that's uh, it's, it's, it's sort of deconstructed sushi, so it's marinated raw fish with really fresh ingredients. It was super healthy. Yeah. Um, but we also did a whole bunch of other things. We did a Beyond Beef burger and you know, a Korean fried chicken. So we did everything healthy, but you know, uh, but better, you know, uh, chef driven. That's in Studio City. Yeah. You mentioned Beyond uh, Beef burgers. Is it actually the meat from Beyond? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's amazing. it's superb. I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> vegan or a vegetarian, but I tell you, it's superb. Really? I order it all the time. Yeah. It is absolutely superb. I've hired a, a bunch of new folks. Uh, internationally, but we brought on a chef from Los Angeles, uh, Chef Justin Snyder, and he's, we're working on, so we just launched Wildflower. To put it in context, I met him 10 months ago in, in uh, California, and within 10 months we developed this brand, which will have four stores open by the end of this year. And you touched on the technology side and the delivery platform. So can you explain that a bit more? On one side, we have our tech platform, which, which consumers see as an online ordering platform. So we, today, over 55% of our orders are coming in through our own proprietary platform. I have a company in Hungary, based in Hungary and Budapest, that um, develops, and all they do is develop for us. So we've got a, a team of full-time developers. And so what consumers see is the web online ordering and all that, but it's also very powerful for us on the back end. Um, and we have years of development and you know improvement. So you know that's just an ongoing project, and it serves all of the brands. So all of our brands are on that platform, um, as opposed to being on other delivery, platforms. on delivery and uh, yeah. So so people, if they want to order from us, they have to order direct. Yeah. Um, but they'll eventually be able to order from all of our brands um, yeah. with a common checkout and a common registration. So that's where we're heading with this um, now. You might like Wildflower Poke, you know, your children might like Freedom Pizza, but you'll be able to, and, and the brands will stand alone because we want them to have their own identities. Um, they're all going to be chef driven, you know, be focused on sustainability and all the things that, you know, we care about as a company, um, but super fast delivery and convenience. And we have a, a team on the other side of uh, 200 delivery, you know, professional de delivery drivers that are just ours that do our, you know, that, that we've now called Powered by Freedom, this platform. And by the end of this year, we'll have over 300 drivers on the road. We, had the, we were in the delivery business. I was very fortunate, so I can't say that I was so visionary that I saw it coming, but, but I did see the technology side. So setting up our own tech, I saw because I, I saw that as critical to the success of our business, mm. as, you know, just as what we were doing previously. But today, I think uh, real estate is less important um, and the cost of, you know, so real estate is actually the problem. You know, most businesses are based on larger real estate footprints. For me, it's all about revenue per square foot. I need to meet my customers where they are. And the more I can do that, the more universal I can be to fit into their lives, the more successful I'll be. And technology is the bridge for that. Freedom is the one that's ready to franchise, and we're doing that now. We're in discussions with, um, you know, some people that we really like and uh, to, to open up in Saudi Arabia and other parts of the Gulf. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but the... Where we're really going as well, in addition to that, is the UK. And people always ask me why the UK, and there's, there's a, probably not more reasons than I can tell you on this podcast, but um, it's a great market for my business, um, for the type of business that we're in, and we've studied it at length, and we believe that if we can get you know two or three of these wrapped stores going in the UK, that it's a very rich, very deep market. What we found is that we are sort of midway at the moment. And so people don't know what to make of us because they look at us as a food and beverage. They want to value us as a food and beverage company, but they want all the, the tech and the, you know, they, they, they're looking they at us because too. of all that too, but they don't yeah. want to pay for it. So if I went, if I just went to somebody and said, I've got this 
tech and this platform and I can do delivery, you know, the, the valuation would be nonsensical, which most of the IPOs today are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave Beyond Meat out of it because I believe in that one. But the Ubers and the Lyfts, I mean, that have no path to profitability that anybody can see, you know, are, are valued at, you know, 80, you know, 40, you know, but it's just ridiculous valuation. So, yeah. so we haven't bridged that gap yet. So I believe that when we demonstrate it, um, that's when we'll bridge the gap. Because so once we, you know, I call it wrapping the business by, you know, wrapping the tech, wrapping the brands. Do you think that the market uh, you know, in this category, is needs to meet halfway, and it, and how would you, how do you get the kind of metrics to kind of uh, convince people? Well, to I think we're we're first of all we're bootstrapping, so it's all my cash, <laughs> and yeah. we, we have some smaller investors now that are starting to get involved because I think they're seeing what we're doing, but not at the corporate level. Um, we have, to, in my view, we have to demonstrate it because, and I, and I believe that our model is sound. I mean, you know, of course I would, but I, I, be, I don't believe in Uber's model. I don't believe in Lyft's model. I don't believe in Deliveroo's model, unless they're 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 you know unless they want to be acquired to go public and exit, mm. um, which everybody seems to be interested in. I'm everything. I'm a tech company. I, I have operations. I have brands. I have marketing. I have, you know, we, I have all of the you know culinary. So. I have everything, so I get to retain everything in that value chain. Now it's harder work, and it takes longer to get there, mm. and people don't really understand it yet. Um, but that's my thesis: is that's where the real value lies. And it's sort of, if you look at the the scheme of things, I look at Tesla and I look at Uber, right? So everybody's uh, you know valuing everyone's. I don't know if I can swear, but everybody's pissing all over Uber. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, Tesla right now. Tesla, yeah. And Uber is, you know, everybody, I mean, they, obviously they fumbled the IPO, but they still got $75, $80 billion from the markets. And I just look at, you know, if you look at Tesla, I kind of see it, I mean, we're not Tesla, but, yeah. but he owns his entire value chain. He solved for the value chain, whereas Uber actually have nothing. They've got, an, oh, they've got something, but they've got one very extreme end of the, you know, they focused on one extreme end of, mm. of the value chain. And the question is, who's going to win? You know, who's going to get there in the end? You know, so you go down to DFC. There's ten restaurants, and there's only two that are, you know, always full. Yeah, it's because they're offering experience and value consistently. The other has spent just as much money, if not more, but they're not succeeding. Mm. And the question is, why? You know, and, and the answer to me is that it's quality, and they're offering an experience that the others don't. You know, for me, the holy grail is putting that. Uh, you know, putting the experience back into the convenience, you know, and I think we're going to come full circle a little bit on that because people are drunk with, uh, excuse the expression, they're drunk with, with convenience. You know, mm -hmm. I, I could get things I couldn't get before. We forget that five years ago you couldn't get delivery from, you know, a thousand restaurants. And I think we're going to come back, you know, I look at the aggregator apps, you flip through, I don't know, any of the restaurants, you know, I wonder, you know, they all look okay, and, but they mean nothing to me, and it's just a, it's just a smorgasbord of food. Um, but most people don't order from a hundred restaurants. They order from one or two or three restaurants, you know, on a regular basis. So that choice and that convenience, I think it's going to distill back as it becomes more commoditized to experience and brand. And, yeah. Fascinating space and one that's constantly evolving. In that's all we've got time for today. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you. I'm glad to have you back on in future. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks a lot.